Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast on the Growth Mindset Gal, where we talk about mindset shifts, wellness, spirituality, all those beautiful, wonderful things for our everyday millennial woman working her nine to five, just to really improve her everyday life and really show gratitude towards their everyday routines and habits and just going throughout our day, just trying to be a little bit better each day. So thank you guys again so much for listening. Thank you guys again so much for all the beautiful, wonderful support. We are heading into the second um, part here for the Your 20s Book Club series. Today we're going to be focusing on strictly relationships. So if you haven't already done so, please make sure that you can get the Your 20s book and read along with us here for 15% off. It is hand-signed and also then delivered by the author herself, Jessica Smith. That is linked in my show notes. It's also linked in my bio on Instagram at The Growth Mindset Gal. You can also join the Slack book club chat, and that is linked in the show notes and my Instagram bio as well. The Slack chat also has Jessica Smith in it. You can hop in and we can share some wonderful takeaways from yesterday. Yesterday, my God guys. <laughs> My brain is mush. We can share our insights from last week's episode about self-love, this week's episode about relationships, and just kind of have an open, beautiful discussion about how this book is helping us, what are our major takeaways, and all of those amazing things. So again, thank you guys so much for all of the wonderful support. Make sure you follow Jessica Smith at Your 20s. That is linked in the show notes. Um, that is her major hub for the book. Give her a good shout out. Let her know that you're reading the book. All those great and wonderful things. <laughs> so before I get started with this episode, <laughs> talk about growth mindset here. Oh, my Lanta. Okay, so a quick story time. So I was going to work today and I was listening to the Almost 30 podcast, which I love. I had my new AirPods and I got AirPods literally last week, literally last week because my I had the old wire headphones and then the right ear just started dying. So I was like, eh, I guess I should start you know, walking into the 21st century here and get some AirPods. So I bought AirPods. I got a really cute case that matched my phone case. And I was like really like vibing. I was like, I feel like so cool and so hip. Um, and so I was getting on the train this morning and I saw my friend Melissa and we were both laughing because we're like, oh, we're such millennials with our, you know, AirPods in because we were talking to each other and we got on the train. We took out our AirPods and we put them in our cases and we laughed because we were looking at each other's cases and stuff like that. And then uh, I we sat down, we were hanging out and then we got off the train. We got onto the subway, which was super crowded. And then we got off the subway got into work, went to our classrooms, and then I was teaching all day. I had a pretty good day with teaching. The kids were doing some really great group work, and I was like, wow, this is just actually a pretty great day. Um, and then it was lunchtime, and I went into my backpack pocket where I usually keep my case with my AirPods in it, and I opened it up, and the case is not in there. And I'm like, no flipping way. No shot, right? I look everywhere in my backpack. I look in all the different pockets. I look all over my classroom. I even try and pair it, but it kept saying out of range or whatever that it is. And I was trying to do the find my AirPods the whole nine and they couldn't connect or find. I was trying to ping them. They weren't pinging. And I text Melissa and I was like, yo, when I got on the train today and we we're talking, we both, you saw me put away my AirPods, right? And she goes, yeah, you put it in like your backpack pocket. And I was like, yeah, you saw that, right? She goes, yeah. And so she was helping me find them. We couldn't find them anywhere. And so I'm just assuming that they, well, they're gone now. <laughs> I don't know if someone took them. I don't know what happened. I can't tell you. All I know is they were in my backpack when I was on the train. And then by the time I checked them, sixth period, my lunch period, which was like 12 o'clock, they were gone. So I have no idea where they went. Not a flipping clue. And I was freaking out because i mean i just got these and like you know they're over a hundred dollars i'm like hell, you know it's not like they're 20 bucks so i was really 
freaking out. I was just so upset with myself because like I'm a very like, you know, organized and well-kept person. Um, but I think I made the error with like my backpack has a front pocket with a zipper, which is like I keep like Tic Tacs, my charger, my keys. Like I never had an issue with like that pocket being there. So I just kept putting my AirPods in that front pocket. And now I've learned <laughs> everything's a lesson. <laughs> Now I learned that me I'm gonna put my AirPods like inside like the deep backpack spot. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I got home. I didn't even go to the gym today because I was like so like just like tired from the day, and that was like really stressful. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna reorder them. I'm gonna reorder the case, and it is what it is. Like now I know to put it deeper in my backpack and not put it on the outside pocket, and just like move on with my life. Like I'm not gonna stay mad at it. I'm not. I I um was starting to get into like the victim mentality because I was like, why does this happen to me? Um, why can't I catch a break? Like all those like thoughts kept getting into my mind, and I was like, no, you know what? Like I mean, it sucks, sure, but I'm just like, I'm just gonna reorder them. I, that's like my I, literally my only option because I even went on like Apple, and it was like you know put in your Apple ID and product issue and I put my AirPods and they're actually more expensive like on the Apple website than they are on Amazon and it's like generation two my AirPods that I got so I was just like you know what I can either stay mad about it or I can just reorder them and just like learn my lesson and just put them safer in my backpack you know so I took control of my thoughts of that situation I mean I had every right to be peeved um I was peeved for a good amount of time but I was just like you know what like I can't <laughs> like I don't have the energy to expel because there's really nothing else I could do. There's literally guys, nothing else I could do. So now it's learning to accept, okay, this is what life threw at me today. I can either accept it and move on or stay in the anger. What's well, going to be more productive, right? What, what on earth is going to be more productive? Yeah, I'm still bummed about it and it's inconvenient to say the least, but I switched my thoughts. I was like, you know what? I'm going to accept it. I'm just going to get new ones and just move on with my day and hop on this podcast and and talk to you guys because I was so annoyed because then I took that, not even anger, but just like more frustration and just like into my next class because after lunch I had a double period and like my class before then was the same class and the week they did a good job and everything. But then like I noticed myself having less patience with them for the last um, two periods and they were using laptops and there's like technical issues. Of course there always is. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Like this day really started great and then like it did not end great, but I'm not going to carry that frustration with me. Like tomorrow's a new day. I even told my kids with the laptop issues, I'm like, we're going to do this again tomorrow when I see you. I'm going to make sure everyone has their correct logins and um, we're going to make sure everyone's like on the same page. So like, don't worry about it. If you couldn't like get into it or anything like that, we're going to do it tomorrow. Like, don't even worry. So like, that's what I'm focusing on for tomorrow. That tomorrow's a new day and we're going to, everything's going to be figured out and all of these things. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, that's all we can do right? That's all we can literally do is take in the information, make the change, and then adjust for the next day. It's a brand new day. So my friends, if you find yourself <laughs> losing your AirPods, yeah, it's going to stink. It's not going to be fun. You will be frustrated. But you can either stay frustrated or you can accept what happened and be like, okay, what's my next step? That's anything in life, right? Okay, I can be frustrated. Let me feel the emotions. Okay, but now I, I I process it. What's my next step? What solution can I gain from this this issue? So I ordered them on Amazon Prime. They're coming tomorrow, and then the case cover that I already had is coming on Friday. So it's not like I have to wait long, right? See, there it is. I don't have to even wait that long. Um, I still have a headache from that whole situation. No matter how much water I drank, <laughs> like I was just in absolute awe of that experience. But, you know, we always learn. So thank you for listening to my rant. <laughs> um, and now let's jump into the episode of the Your 20s Book Club Series Part 2, Relationships. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. 
Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's better com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Okay, friends, so Jessica starts off with the relationships portion of the book with setting up beautiful boundaries, she calls it. And I highly, highly agree with making sure to set up major boundaries in your life, whether it's your career, relationships, um, family members, friendships, all of those things. So she said to even jump right into relationships and setting up beautiful boundaries, these were some of the things that she listed. She goes, surrounding myself with people who support me unconditionally, activities that build my self-confidence, events that bring me joy, self-love practices that help me relax and stay grounded, practicing yoga to ease stress and connect with my body, and projects that ignite my intuition, right? Just setting those boundaries in general, not even just in relationships. And I love how she also brought up the quote, if it's not a hell yes, it's hell no, which we've talked about. And there's been plenty of other books and authors that have talked about it. And it's kind of the same thing with relationships. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, right? So let's dive in here, right? And she talks about when you're setting up boundaries, especially in relationships, it's really important to realize that we're all energy, right? People are energy. People give off energy. People suck your energy, right? Especially if you're an empath, 
right? And if you want to learn more about light work and empaths, um, episode 65 with um, Zoe Whitehead is like a fantastic episode to really dive in on. And she says that it's so important to realize how your energy affects others in relationships and how others relationships. I'm sorry. Let's try this again. <laughs> how others re- energies, my goodness, how others energies affect your relationship. So it's really important, whether it's a friendship, a family member or significant other, realize the energy that you are giving off, right? Because we are a field of frequency. So if you want to create a really good relationship, you also got to make sure you're bringing in good energy into the relationship and realize, be very attuned to others' energy, their frequency. And most of the time when someone's energy is off in a relationship, it's usually not your fault. It's usually something going on with them. And I don't know why we tend to be like, if your partner's in a bad mood, it's something that we did. You know, maybe they had a rough day at work. Maybe they're frustrated with themselves with something. Maybe they're not happy with their progress in something. You know, maybe it's some family drama, like whatever that it is. It's not always you. So remember, like, let's say you get home from work, right? Your partner's already home. And the minute you walk in, you're like, their energy is so off. That used to kind of like freak me out because I'd be like, I want to fix it, you know, right away. But it's really important to realize if someone's energy is off, like if your significant other's energy is off when you get home from work, they probably just maybe had a rough day at work. You know, like give them some space. Like, come home, be like, hey, are you okay? And they're like, oh, I'm just like tired or whatever they tell you. And like, give them space, have them process whatever's going on. And then, you know, come back to them and really dive deep into asking them, are they okay? You seem off, right? And things like that. So she's really gets into, you know, understanding how you receive energy is also super important, especially if you're an empath or an earth angel. And it's really crucial to set up boundaries with people, with your relationships, because you need to make sure in relationships that you protect your energy and not even just your spiritual energy, but just your physical energy as well, because your mental energy, because your relationship should not exhaust you, right? You're going to have conflicts and arguments and not see eye to eye some days, but it's really important to realize that if you're in a relationship, whether it's a significant other, a friendship, and or even a family member, if that person's exhausting you, like some a boundary needs to be put up, an expectation needs to be put up, something. So this is what she puts in for her boundaries. She said, beautiful boundaries are made up of the following. Your limits, what you're willing to do and not willing to do. Your time, what you fill with, what you don't. Empathy care and sensitivity. The difference between your issues, problems, and life and someone else's. Willingness, where you draw the line between doing what other people want and need versus what you want and need. Okay. So you need to make sure that you are setting limits. Okay. You are setting limits to your time. Your time is precious. You're setting limits to how you empathize and care with others. You're setting limits and boundaries to your willingness. Okay. You need to make sure that you're not maybe burned out or exhausted from life because you're so busy trying to please other people, trying to please your significant other, your boss, your friends, your family, because that's what leads to burnout because you're constantly doing things for other people and not enough things for yourself. And setting boundaries in relationships does not make you a bad person. It actually makes you a very emotionally intelligent person. Because what is a life if you're constantly trying to please others? Is that your life or are you living someone else's life? And usually the people who don't support your boundaries were the ones that were abusing them in the first place, right? Because when people are like, well, I'm afraid if I set boundaries that, you know, 
I'm going to upset people. Okay, too bad. You got to upset people once in a while in this life. If you're not upsetting anybody in life, you're doing something wrong because that means you're not living your life to your full authenticity, right? Because we can't please everyone. So if you are pleasing everyone, then what are you doing? Are you living the life that you truly want to live? So we need to stop people pleasing and we need to take our time, our energy, our service very seriously. So you're probably thinking, you know, but I'm afraid of what's going to be the reactions. And she even says this. She goes, if you're making fear-based decisions on your boundaries and just life in general with relationships, you're afraid of the, if I don't say yes, then they won't like me anymore. This might be the last thing I'm ever invited to, so I need to say yes. It means a lot to them. I really should go. How can I say no if I don't have a good enough reason? Right? Like, it's okay to say no to things. Even if the answer is, I'm just too flipping tired. Okay? Or if you just simply don't want to go to things. Right? Wouldn't you rather set the boundary and be happy or rather than going to an event, a party, whatever, and just be miserable the whole time? Because again... Yes, I understand we have obligations, but when obligations are taking up most of your time in life, what boundaries are you really truly setting up for yourself? Okay. And if you don't say yes and they don't like you anymore, were they really truly your friend? Were they really truly a great, true, significant other? Right? Because think about it. If someone came up to you and were setting clear boundaries, would you be upset? right? If this was happening to you, if the boundaries you're setting up, if like a friend was doing this to you and you're not upset by the boundaries that you would want to set, then those boundaries are fine. And like I said, if the boundaries that you're having in place and then people don't like you anymore, well, good riddance. They shouldn't have been in your life to even begin with, right? So here's what her wellness essentials that Jessica says with setting up boundaries with relationships. She says, boundaries support us because they indicate to the world that we're ready to stop surrounding ourselves with activities or people that aren't good for us and instead do what's best for us. She then goes on to say, the first step in creating boundaries in your life is strengthening your connection to your intuition. It is important to be ultra clear on what you're willing to do and not to do, both for yourself and for others. Decisions made from our intuition are always going to guide us to the most supportive and loving choices as possible. That's what I'm saying, guys. And I love that Jess wrote it in that way that, again, we're always on a path, right? The universe is guiding us on a path. So for making fear-based decisions because we're afraid to set up boundaries and we're not living our most authentic selves, we're not living in alignment with our path. And that's why we feel off or stuck or burnt out is because we're living a life for other people. We're living a life for external validation. And at the end of the day, and I always remind myself this, at the end of the day, like who, who am I living for? Who, At the end of the day and the start of the day, who am I, who am I with? I'm with myself, right? And so are you. You're with yourself. So if relationships are surrounding you, your inner circle, coworkers, oh my gosh, do you know how many coworkers I literally do not contact and try to not even avoid, but just not be in the same space because they were so negative, I could not take it anymore? Like, I literally talked to three people at work. Like, I'm not even kidding. I talked to three coworkers on a daily basis. And we all say the same thing too, where if we talk to these specific other coworkers, all it is is complaining, negativity, and just like not understanding social cues of like, okay, we're done talking now. Like I need to go do things. Like I have a life as well. You know, I can't talk to you and hear you complain for 30 minutes. Like I need to go make copies. You know what I'm saying? So I made that decision at work to, listen, I go to work, I do my thing, I talk to maybe the three people that are that I get along with, not even get along, but just like are on the same vibes as me. And I try to really just separate myself from the negativity, separate myself from the complaining, but not really finding solutions or people that when you talk to them, the conversation mostly surrounds themselves and they don't really ask about like, hey, how's your life going? How, how are you? You know what I'm saying? Where they're just like, venting and throwing just dumpster fire of knowledge and 
it's okay to vent, you know, but there has to be a point of like, okay, do you actually like doing what you do? So it's okay to politely, you know, be cordial, obviously with your coworkers, like I'm always polite to everyone, but really set boundaries and really know who to, you know, connect your energy with on a daily basis. Especially at work, because you're there like most. <laughs> you're there most of the time. Okay. So here's also a thing that's super important with relationships that um, Jess hops in on. And she laughed. I, I laughed at kind of the section because she used to kind of be like a control freak with relationships, where I think a lot of that also comes, I feel similar with. Um, like ancient anxious attachment styles <laughs> word is hard words are hard for this episode um because when we we get into relationships we want to control the person because they want we want them to do everything that like we like to do or our expectations da, 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 da. but yeah you're dating someone you have a lot in common with but you're still two different people right and you can't control literally everything somebody does. And you're still your own people at the end of the day. Obviously, there are common, you know, expectations that go in regard to a relationship, which are communicated and discussed, right? But at the end of the day, the person has free will and the person is their own person with their own goals and expectations and hobbies and things like that. And so if you're trying to control your significant other or control your friends, that's not how you make meaningful connections. And the reason you probably like the control is because you feel like you have power, but it's really just you're very anxious and scared that they're going to leave you if you're not in control. And that's not how relationships work, okay? And that's not how a long-lasting, healthy relationship works. And a long, healthy, lasting relationship is all about communication. It's all about compromising. It's all about picking your battles. It's all about making sure that you're both happy but still your own people and communicating those ideas, those expectations and such. And I really like that Jess brought up in this section. She said that people are not school projects. Freedom in a relationship is when both people love each other for who they are now, not because of something they did last week or you hope they'll do tomorrow. Take time to reflect on what you want and need in a partner. It's for life after all, which I couldn't like a hundred, like a hundred percent Yes, especially the part where a relationship, love the person for who they are now. It's really crucial to not fall in love with someone's potential because that's where we get stuck and then unfulfilled and we try to fix them and correct them all the time and make them the project and control them, right? But that's not that's not love. That's power and control. That's manipulation where you're supposed to love someone for who who they are in the present moment. And obviously you don't have to love everything that they do, right? Um, but you need to accept who they are fully in the moment and not be like, oh, I want to fix them so they can get to this potential of who I want them to be. If they don't want to be that, that's going to be a very struggling situation. So don't fall in love with potential. Don't get into a relationship with someone's potential. Get into a relationship with the person they are now. Of course, people have personal development and they grow. People grow in relationships and all of those things. But it doesn't change core properties of a person. And if you're trying to change core properties of a person, you're not you're going to exhaust yourself right? And imagine if you're on the opposite end of that side of the relationship and your partner is constantly correcting you, making you change something about yourself. Like how exhausting is that? You should be in a relationship with someone who loves you authentically of who you are right now and accepts maybe the not so great parts of you, right? But still loves you regardless. 
Oh, there's always room for improvement, but you are your own people at the end of the day. And for example, like Nate and I, we both enjoy our alone time. So we don't take offense if like, you know, I get home from work, I come into the bedroom and right now I'm podcasting. What is he doing right now? He's doing the dishes, right? He just finished work. And sometimes I come home from the gym, he's playing video games. So I come into the bedroom and I kind of like, you know, take time for myself and just scroll on TikTok, honestly. And then I make dinner. And then that's when we kind of finally unite with each other and talk about, hey, how was your day? Bah, 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 bah. And then sometimes even after dinner, we like a little alone time, you know, Nate goes on the computer and watches like videos for something, you know, I come in the bedroom and maybe I read my book or whatever. It's okay. And we enjoy that. And, you know, maybe if there's some times where we feel like we got to like reconnect a little bit better, then we communicate that, you know, like, hey, let's like do something tonight instead of like going our separate ways. Right. It's, it's okay to enjoy your own space as when you're in a relationship, right? It's actually pretty good that you guys have your own hobbies. You guys, you know, are friends with each other's friends, but you still have your separate friend groups and you, you know, you go hang out with them and you're still a person outside of the relationship, right? And I actually had a moment, it, it was last week and I told you guys. I told you how last week um, Nate and I had plans for dinner to go out for our year anniversary of living together, right? And then his friends, in the middle of the day, like called him and he hasn't seen his friends in like months. And they called like, hey, do you want to like come into the city? Let's go out and have a good time, blah, blah, blah. But we already had plans to go out to dinner. And at first I was kind of a little peeved because I was like – you know, I was like, no, we already made plans. I tell them no. But then I sat, I sat with myself and I was like, well, yes, he lives with me. And he hasn't seen some of these friends in months. So I told him, I was like, listen, we can go out to dinner literally anytime, any day of the week because we live together. And I know you haven't seen your friends in a really long time. So I would rather you go with your friends and have fun. I am like a little, you know, disappointed because I, I was looking forward to dinner tonight. But you know what? We can go out to dinner whenever. And you can go with your friends. And he was so – and he kept asking me, he's like, are you sure? Because, like, I want to go out, obviously, and have fun with my friends. But we already have plans first. And I want to go out to dinner with you as well. But I want to make sure that you're telling me this right now and you're happy with this decision of letting me go with my friends instead of dinner. And I told him, I was like, you know, I'm, like, not 100% happy right now, but I feel like I'm going to get over it. And then it worked out where they went out a little bit later. So Nate and I were able to even go to dinner. And then he was able to go out with his friends. Do you see what I mean? I could have been very controlling in that moment and been like, no, like we made plans first. And so that's what we're going to do. Where no, I compromise and I realize and I empathize with my partner and I realize he hasn't seen his friends in a super duper long time. And we literally live together so we can go out to dinner whenever. You know what I mean? And yes, we made our plans first, but he was aware of that. Like he told his friends no. I already made plans with Allie. We're going out to dinner tonight. And it was me that said, hey, like, don't even worry about it. Go out with your friends. Right? It's because he's still, you know, he has friends and he's still his own person. So remember, people are not projects and don't fall in love with someone's potential. Fall in love with who they are now in your relationship. Okay. And also make sure that love is not a superficial thing. Love is something unexplainable. Love is something that you feel deeply. And you have to look at the person as a, as a whole, as a big picture. And I like that she said too, like, don't love someone because something they did last week and like hate you know they do something wrong the next week and then you hate them again like that's not love that's a roller coaster of emotions you can't decide if you love someone one week and then you don't love them the next week because they made a mistake or something like that and when you're in a relationship it's there's also difficult moments as well right being single is hard being in a relationship is hard you need to choose your heart right and you need to 
make sure that you love this person and you'll go through anything with them, the highs and the lows, right? Don't just love them when they're in their high vibes, right? You also need to love and accept them and be there for them in their low moments as well because wouldn't you want that in return, right? So again, just when you're jumping into relationships and you're, if you're in a relationship right now, there are going to be ebbs and flows in life. And you got to remember with the person that you're with or maybe, you know, going into the relationship game, do you want to do the ebbs and flows of life with this person? That's the question you always need to ask yourself. Okay, moving on. The next part she talks about with relationships is leadership skills, okay? Leadership skills within your relationships. She says, as you develop your leadership skills, use the F word, which is forgive yourself along the way. It's a process. So when you are in a relationship and you want to be a leader in your relationship, it's really important to forgive, 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 and give grace, for yourself especially, and the other people or person involved. She then says, when in doubt, ask yourself, what is the lesson here? To see the bigger picture. Life isn't designed to make you suffer, but it does encourage you to grow. It's not a competition. Using an open mind, appreciate the unique skills and talents that other people contribute in harmony with your own. Listen with the intent to truly hear what someone else is saying. You learn a lot about you know, what you may have missed. Otherwise, you learn about yourself as well. So when she's talking about leadership, she means leadership with your coworkers, your friendships, your family members, significant other. And when you want to be a leader in like a friend group and things like that, okay, you got to make sure that, especially with friendships, like life is not a competition, it's not with your friends. And if you're constantly competing like with your friends, then are they really your friends? Okay. Like me and my friends were all in different stages. Like two of my friends, my friend Kim, I've been friends with her since high school, love her to death. She got married last year and she bought a house. My friend Angelina that I met through work, love her to death. She is getting married next year. Um, she's engaged. She um, just bought a house. My friend Sam, since I've known since high school, again, love her to death. Um, she is in a um, serious relationship with her boyfriend. And then my friend Kelly, she is in a serious relationship with her boyfriend. They might be getting married soon. We don't know. So we're all in like different stages of our life. And it's so nice that we're all super happy for each other, like in when we were getting into the different stages of our lives, like getting into relationships, we were all excited for each other, right? When my friends were buying a house, so excited for them, okay? When my friends are getting married or getting engaged, super happy for them. Of course, I have times where like I can't, it's more like, why not me? It's more like I can't wait for then like that, those portions of my life to happen as well. But get excited for your friend's accomplishments. Then they should get excited for your accomplishments as well. Not even just with relationships, but like if you got a job promotion, if you're starting a business, if you're working on you know, improving your mental and physical health, if you're doing a side business, right? Your friends should be encouraging each other. And it's so sad, especially with women relationships, there's for some reason this constant like competition, like subconscious competition that's going on. And if you feel like you're constantly competing with a friend, you should bring it up and have a communication um, about it and have, you know, a talk, a discussion about it. Because if that's the case, that's not a reciprocal relationship. That is that's a relationship that sucks your energy. That's where a boundary should be put in place and be like, hey, I feel like we're always competing with each other. I feel like we don't celebrate each other. And what I want from a friendship is to feel celebrated and also celebrate others. And I feel like I'm not getting that from you, right? And if you're not getting that from someone, like, see you later, right? We are in our 20s, going to our 30s. We don't have time. And I'm telling you, I talked about this 
in my own episode, we had the strength of like your inner circle, I believe it was called. And then I also talked about this situation um, with Taylor Vahey. And we talked about how like big friend groups sometimes are like really overrated because are you really all friends or are we just, you know, all like we go out to, you know, parties together and things like that. But is there competition? Is there gossip? Right. And so having small, intimate friend groups, I think personally, is one of the best and beautiful things to have. And again, like friendships are even like more beautiful because like your family is your family. That's one thing. It's being in a relationship with a significant other is a completely whole other ballgame. But your friends, like th- that's a also a special and beautiful relationship to have. And if you're not feeling loved by a friend, what are we doing? If you notice that a friend is gossiping about other friends when they're not there, like 100% they're doing it about you when you're not there. And why do we, why? Why would you want that as a friend? Right? And if you have a friend where like the only thing you um, kind of have in common is when you gossip about somebody else, is that a friendship? And I always forget, I love that it was like an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. And it was, you guys are going to like bug me that I'm not saying this, but it's like, um, it's like small minds talk about people and um, medium size, I guess people talk about, you know, things and then like really intelligent people talk about ideas. Something like, hold on, hold on, guys, I'm going to Google this right now. And I'm really typing Eleanor Roosevelt, can you hear me typing? Eleanor Roosevelt quote. Let me see. About minds. Let's do this. I'm literally doing this right now, guys. Hold on in real time. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay, because this was going to really annoy me. This is the quote I'm talking about. (laughs) It says, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Boom diggity. Right there. That's, that's, is really something to hone in on with relationships. Okay. You're in a great relationship, a great friendship. If you guys are talking about ideas and how do you want to improve in life and all these great things, you're in a pretty good, obviously, friendship too. If you like discussing like events and things that are going on in life, blah, 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 blah. but if you have friends that are constantly always just talking smack about people, ooh, 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 ooh. listen to Jess and put that beautiful boundary in place. And as a friend with leadership too, hold people accountable. Like, if you hear people gossiping, be like, guys, this person's not even here right now. Like, they're not even here to defend themselves. Like, let's move on to a different conversation, right? Like, be that leader in the friend group, okay? Be that leader in your relationship where you say to your significant other, hey, I notice, you know, you've been down, you know, with your mentality, with your motivation. How can I be here to support you? What can I do to help you improve your mental state? Right. That's what Jess is talking about, like being a leader and also with being a leader in your relationships, whether it's at work, friendships or family, also listening when others are telling you things. Right. A lot of the times when you think you need to be the leader in relationships, you think you're the one that's always going to be right and you always have the best input or the best idea. But that's not true. Right. The good point of being a leader in your relationship is also like just said is listening to what others are saying because a lot of the times we listen to people to respond all the time we're not listening to understand what they're saying right so if you want to do a conflict resolution with a friend or with a family member with a significant other even with a coworker, do listen to their side that's called emotional intelligence listen to understand what they're saying not listen to respond because then when you're listening to respond, you're not finding a solution to whatever issue in the relationship that's going on, like that you want to find. Okay. So also being a leader, like Jess said, is giving yourself a lot of grace. And also from time to time, I know we have to put boundaries up, which is important, but also give others grace. People have bad days. People say things they don't mean. And as long as they hold themselves accountable and they apologize to you, give them a little bit of grace. Or even if so, like let's say they don't apologize, maybe bring up to them and be like, hey, um, 
you might have been in a bad, you know, spot emotionally and you said something that was really hurtful to me. And then you get you let you give them the grace so you give them a chance to then apologize instead of like attacking them be like, "Hey, you said something so mean to me that was so disrespectful. I can't stand you. How dare you say that to me?" Blah, blah, blah. That's not giving someone grace to then open up for the apology to find the solution and the conflict of your relationship. Right? Cuz at the end of the day, what do people want? Right, guys? At the end of the day, what do people want from relationships? They want to feel love, seen, and heard, right? At the end of the day, that's what anyone wants in a family relationship, a friendship, a significant other, loved, seen, and heard. And when one or multiple of those needs are not being met, that's where the conflict arises. So when there a conflict arises, make sure to listen to the other person, okay, when they're explaining why they're upset. But also, too, when you're the one saying why you're upset, listen to the other people explaining maybe why they said something that upset you or whatever that they did or they didn't even realize or they were upset that day or they were tired. And forgive. Give grace, okay? Because if you're going to knit and pick and hold um, things against a person every time they do something wrong, then you're going to build up resentment and they're also going to build up resentment towards you for not, you know, giving them a break. Now, there are obviously instances where you need to hold someone accountable and not give grace, be like, hey, like that's where the boundary comes in. But you also want to have grace given to you, right? When you make a mistake and things like that. So it's a very intricate balance right? You know, if a conflict arises for the first time, there's grace, right? But then if it's a reoccurring pattern and no changes are being made, then accountability and boundaries need to be set up then in that relationship. Like Jess said, with the beautiful boundaries of setting up time limits, energy limits, empathy limits, all of those things, okay? Because our relationships in our lives should fulfill us, Our relationships should encourage us to be the best people we can possibly be, right? And vice versa, right? You should be in a relationship where you encourage someone to be the best person that they can. And if that person in that relationship is not doing that, then we end the relationship, right? Or we set a boundary and we kind of limit the access in that relationship because also, People in our lives are lessons. So people who are in our lives for a little bit and then they leave, there's a reason for that. So don't hang on to somebody when they're not fulfilling you, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's a significant other. Don't hang on to them if they're not bringing you fulfillment and love and joy. You're not feeling love, seen, and heard. That's wasting your time because guess what? The universe is literally sitting here like, let them go, let them go. I keep giving you signs that they're not good for you. They were supposed to be a lesson on how you're supposed to learn to maybe communicate your needs. They were a lesson to help you with self-love. They were a lesson to help you realize your value in your self-love. Like, This was a lesson for you to stand up for yourself. This was a lesson for you to find clarity in what you want in somebody. Like, They're sitting there being like, we're telling you, we're giving you these red flag signs and you're not listening. And so let go because then the universe is like, oh, they finally let go. Here's the actual person, right? They were waiting in the queue, okay? Here's the actual friend that's going to you know, be supportive, loving, and caring, okay? Here's the actual significant other that's going to love you so much, love you unconditionally, right? It's so important. And family does get a little tricky, obviously, because, you know, you can end obviously and put boundaries up with relationships with family, but they are your only family, like blood family, right? Obviously, we have a lot of people have their actual family who's not blood related, right? Because it's their friends and things like that because they come from a family that is not great for them from a toxic family. So family is a little tricky. Um, But with family, you need to do what's best for you. You really do. And if that that means you have to put up boundaries around family holidays, if that means you have to put boundaries around a specific person, 
it's going to be okay because it's, again, your life. And if a certain family member or certain family occasions do not bring you joy, where are we going? Okay. Because that's that's how people get stuck in toxic family relations because it's family, it's blood, blah, 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 blah. But if your family's not treating you right, what's what's the purpose? You know? Um, so it's really important. And we talked about, you know, family boundaries with Edna in a previous episode, episode 74. And it's really important to in your family relationship, set up the boundaries to break the toxic cycles. Be the cycle breaker. Be that leader, right? Like just talked about, be that leader in your family to break the toxic cycles, to hold accountability of these things cannot happen anymore. This is not a healthy thing to do as a family. And I'm not going we need to break away from it. That's being a leader in your relationships. So with that note, Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to follow and rate me on Spotify. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it on your story. Tag me and Jess in it. And if you could, please leave a beautiful review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me to take some time out of your day. Leave a review. It always makes me so happy. And I post it on my story as well. I'm also going to start reading them and giving shout outs on the podcast. And again, if you enjoyed this episode, go get the book. It's 15% off in the show notes. And Jess signs it and then delivers it herself to you. Like how great is that? And then hop in the Slack you know, chat. Jess is in it with us. We can have great conversations. That's also linked in the show notes. Let's have a beautiful discussion with part one and two. Let's get into it. I would love to share stories with you and have a great discussion with you. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Next week will be a part three. So tune in for that and grow your mindset and look how far you go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.